It's a condition which, for many, is yet to be diagnosed. It affects one in ten people and has severe impacts on someone's quality of life. Anthony Sunjaya is a medical doctor and doctoral researcher at the George Institute for Global Health. Anthony researches this condition, breathlessness, and is exploring innovative ways to diagnose and treat it. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. The topic we're going to be discussing today is breathlessness. I know it's something that you've been looking at for a while. Can you tell us a bit about it? Sure, and and happy to be here. Breathlessness, I suppose, if you imagine it, is the feeling of not being able to get enough air to your lungs. That's what many of my patients say. You can imagine when you're running, for example, or climbing up the stairs and huffing and puffing at the end of, I would say, that climb or that run, that's breathlessness. The big issue that we find is that for many people, that's not something that only occurs during those kind of activities, but can be something that's persistent and always felt throughout their day or even in bed, which I must say is a painful way to to, I would say, to live one's life. Yes, definitely. Is this a topic that's well known? It is, I suppose, very much currently known by people who have a diagnosed condition in general. For others, many felt that it is something that's a fact of life, that being obese, for example, or being deconditioned because we have such a sedentary lifestyle, worsened by COVID for sure, has made people just not fit. And that's the reason for this condition. But it's not always the case. And that's, I think, what I want to raise. People need to be aware that it's something that needs to get looked at. Why is it so important if people are pushing further into exploring what the patients are feeling as breathless? What are you finding? It is important due to few reasons. One is it is the cardinal symptom of many chronic respiratory and heart diseases, including some of those that we are very much aware of, asthma, obstructive lung disease, heart failure, but also very much linked to others' conditions. We found that in my study, one in two adults that have breathlessness have anxiety or depression, which is a very much higher rate than in the general population. Secondly, we found that in many cases, they're misdiagnosed or late. I would say diagnosed late. There's delays in diagnosis which impact their outcomes. And the third point is they're often mismanaged. It's just a complex multifactorial condition with often not having one particular cause, but multiples of them work, I would say, together in a multi-morbid ways, I would say, which meant that there needs to be more support as well And researchers, I would say, including ourselves, are looking more into that. How can we support those on the front lines to provide care in this complex, uh, for this complex condition in one way that's, I would say, improving outcomes? Okay, that's great. That's really interesting to know. So if people are experiencing this or if, you know, most of our audience are also researchers and health professionals. If people are patients or other people are talking about this, what would you like them to know as health professionals and researchers? For health professionals, I suppose the key takeaway is to prod your patients to ask them. It is not always easy for them to bring it up, 
there is a bit of stigma with saying that I'm breathless, especially with regards to it being related to <clears throat> lifestyle a lot. And so I think the simple question asking, you know, have you ever felt breathless and how long has it been or was it persistent or you know, intermittent in nature? Just a simple prodding question during health checkups when they come to present with other conditions is, I think, a big thing already, as that's what we've found is lacking, uh, according to many, I would say, patients we've interviewed. And that led to later, or I would say a bit of a later diagnosis. For researchers, I would say it is a condition that, that I think we all need to look more deeply into. It's, I would say, found in about 10% of Australian adults and globally at a similar rate as well. And as we are all aware, post-COVID syndrome has breathlessness as one of its cardinal symptoms. So I would just call out to, to I would say, other researchers to, to push out a bit more on, on this important condition to look more into this, but also to call out funders, government, I would say to provide more support for, for us to do this important research. So basically breathlessness is a... I guess, a symptom that could be many underlying factors and knowing more about them will help to better treat things um, earlier and lead to better outcomes. So, Anthony, you're a doctor. How did you come to recognise and explore this topic? Among others, I would say it's it's a symptom that I often see in practice and I would say is is a gap in some ways uh, against, I would say, for example, chest pain, where which everyone is aware of and everyone certainly knows what to do when you have a chest pain, for example. While breathlessness is not as acute or as, you know, as directly deadly, I think in the longer term, it is very much impacting people's quality of life. My own research did show that those with breathlessness had a 10-point reduction on a 100-point scale in their quality of life, which is equivalent to many advanced cancers that, that we are all very much concerned about and always have in mind, right, or are scared of. So it's, it's just something as a symptom itself. Certainly the causal diseases such as heart failure again and COPD are, are also very much important. But with the symptom itself, it is very much impacting people's life. And from the patients that we've talked to, we found that for many, that's also a gap that they want more work on. It's how to relieve their symptoms while looking for the causal diagnosis, which can be multiple. And I would say improving their quality of life overall. And, and that's what brought me into, into this clinical condition. Okay. So what are your findings so far and what are you going to do next? So what's happening with the research? So what we've found in research, among others, is that most patients present to primary care in Australia, and that's, as a result, where we want to focus our work on, as we feel that DELT will bring the most impact. From that, we've convened an expert group of over 35 people from various backgrounds, general practice, non-GP specialists, as well as allied health, to inform where we need to move forward and what's actually the role of primary care as it's not as well defined with regards to this condition. Following that, what we've done is 
identified that there are a few places where GPs or primary care can have more support of. That includes in their assessment, in their management, for especially the multifactorial, multimorbid cases, as well as support in interpreting routinely used essential diagnostics like spirometry. To that end, there's two streams of work that now I'm currently leading. One is to develop and implement breed CDSS, which is a breathlessness rapid evaluation and therapeutic clinical decision support system that will be integrated into GP's software. And we will plan to trial that starting in 2024. We always have patients as, as the center as well. In the end, they're the ones that's benefiting outside of the providers. And what they want to see is more support uh, and education on what their condition is, as well as that piece of symptomatic relief, including through non-pharmacological means, which will integrate into the system. Secondly, for diagnostic, especially spirometry, that's very essential, but not as used because what we've heard is they're not as easy to interpret. I'm working with a group in the UK to validate an artificial intelligence tool that can interpret them automatically. We're looking at it, though, from an accuracy perspective, but also on how it influences GPs in their decisions in practice. So that's currently a bit or a snapshot of, of what I would say have been or is being done in the space among many others that, that's, I think, underway as well. Fantastic. Thank you. That's, that's yeah, that's definitely a, a lot going on. So um, one other question that I was wondering, are you the, I mean, you mentioned you're working with a, a multi-sector group, which is great. Is, is there only one sort of project on breathlessness in Australia that you know of at the moment? It's a very good question. In primary care, I believe so. A lot of, I would say, research groups have focused on looking at breathlessness either from a disease perspective or later down the line in a palliative setting in those with advanced terminal diseases sometimes, whereas we're looking at it from a symptom perspective in primary care and at the earliest stage, which is diagnosing them and assessing them, including also which we hope to do, and I hope to do through this podcast, is raising awareness for people to present early. So we're looking at it from a different lens. And I would say, uh, from my understanding, we are uh, the only one currently doing so in, in Australia. Have you listened to our other episodes? Search The Scan Podcast to hear more. We look forward to you joining us again soon.